I want to talk about possibility. I want to anticipate. I want to dream. Anne Lamott invites us into a moment of saying, telling us, say, I want that big, juicy, creative life of imagination, of radical silliness, of of the, the liberty to simply stare off into space like a child. I mean, I want that. I want that moment for me. I want that for my family. And I want that for you, for our neighbors. But I also want that for us as a congregation. So there's the whole premise. I've just given away the sermon. What am I wanting us to do? I want that juiciness, that creativity, that imagination, that sense of play and silly and exploration, and to simply savor it all in wonder and amazement. And, and I know that it takes, I know that it takes a while to get there. I know that we have our individual and shared contexts that, that inspired Anne Lamott to say, this is what I want for you and for all of us. There is a certain irony I will offer in trying to be aspirational at this moment. When we are online yet again, when we are apart yet again, and we are yet again facing the rise in COVID numbers, demands on our health systems that are truly overwhelming. There was this metaphor, I think, I think showed up about on Christmas Eve in conversations with the choir, where we've had to pivot so many times. We thought, we thought we're going in this direction, and then we have to realize we have to change direction and change and shift and move again. We've had to pivot, pivot so many times that we have become ballerinas without the training. You know, ballerinas can hold their space as they spin because they find a fixed point and they know how to do that. We have not had that opportunity to find the fixed point because it feels like so much of it keeps shifting and moving yet again and again and so on. We are coming up on, we are approaching two years of pandemic, of having to shift and shift and hold still and hold still and shift again. I tell you, I feel for the families and the teachers and the staff and healthcare workers, everybody who is having to make adjustments again and again in this time, which is pretty much all of us. There are limits of our attention 
our capacity for the range of emotions. We are getting ticked off at lives closed in and how much is unpredictable. And then there's how, simply, how our, our senses of, as, as Anne Lamott talks about, our senses of perfection and wanting to make people happy, just the personalness the personal characteristics we have that get in the way of us saying, yes, I want to pursue a dream. Yes, I want to have the big imaginative life. I mean, we got the personal stuff going on in each of us as well. So why talk about aspiration? Why, why shoot for the moon? Because there is more in the world. There is, there is and can be a wideness in our lives. We can remember and reconnect and acknowledge now. And simply having somebody hold this ahead of us, this picking up on the spirit of intention, Simply letting that call us forward helps us stay fluent and flexible in possibility, helps us hear and attend to what calls us on, what gives us purpose even now. We won't all have the same capacity in any given moment. Every one of us is in a different place, I am offering this message. You all are going to be ready in different places to hear it or not. But together, together we can spell each other for being a little more ready and a little ready or not ready, but still with people who keep moving us forward and reconnect with a little at a time, what is larger than us in this moment. Our board is trying to do that this month in particular, saying, you know, rather than be reacting and reacting, there's a moment where we need to be moving forward. And to do so with thoughtfulness and hope and remembering what's deeply important to us, what carries us on in every moment of life, in every season and every situation. There will be a point when each of us can be in conversation beyond a pandemic and when we will have more will to face our world concerns of politics and democracy, of climate, of economic systems. There is a point at which we can re-enter our personal engagement as well. And consider, as we'll be, um, as we've started to do this week with Carol Manny's including us in programs, what is your mission? What drives you forward? What is your dream? And Lamott reminds us, oh my God, if you wake up someday and you're 65 or 75, or 
older and you never got your memoir or novel written or you didn't go swimming in warm pools and oceans because your thighs were jiggly and you had a really comfy tummy, or you're just so strung out on people-pleasing. She reminds us of uh, the finitude of our lives, of the nature of our mortality. And just by her invitation to acknowledge the wiggliness and imperfections, or perceived imperfections of our lives, to not risk coming to the end and miss what might have brought us joy, what might have made our heart sing because we let other demands come first. And then not live as Amy described in the story, not live authentically, not be able to answer, did I live as myself? Lamott uses the word repent in this conversation. I think, I, I don't know about you, but I have an association with the word repent and repentance as um, some kind of dramatic religious invocation of confession and salvation. You know, the, the being scolded by the church, if you will, into what somebody thinks, how somebody thinks I should behave. But as I looked into the word repent a little bit and found how much it can simply be, a change of direction, a different choice, not lightly made and not lightly done, but it can be an action of moving away, moving off of where one had been going and back on course to where you want to go, to where your life calls you. Repent in a way, uh, we can repent as individuals and change course as a person, but also as a congregation and move towards a way that aligns with our values, our hope, and our joy. That alignment helps us be more accountable to the holy, to ourselves, to the one precious life that each of us has in this world. What I want for you, what I want for me, what I want for us is that big, juicy creativeness, that imagination, that radical silliness that comes forth and that chance to just absorb it all, to regard it all. And so in this moment, I want to ask, and I would love to hear your responses as we're going forward, what would juiciness be for this congregation? What would imagination look like? What would radical silliness, how would that manifest in our lives as a body? as a community. It's not about the should or what's done before, but what could be? 
What have we been waiting for? What have we been waiting for? The board is having some of that conversation now. So I invite you, I want to hear from you by email or phone or text if you can stand another Zoom, we can talk on Zoom. How shall we shoot for the moon? I love that beautiful music that we just received from our sibling congregation in Los Alamos. To see a world. To see and know this cosmic living that we are each engaged with. Of creating something and savoring it together. I'm reminded of the process theologian that I introduced you to uh, last year, Bernard Loomer, talking about how the universe is always growing in size and complexity. And so that as the universe grows, so does God and so must we. So must we. And Loomer saw the increasing complexity of creation as a glorious blossoming that the holy was delighted to behold. Loomer was at the end of his life, a member at the Unitarian Congregation in Berkeley, California, and would offer his core question, what is the size of your soul? What is the size of your soul? What is your soul's ability to grow and expand and to stretch when life throws more complications in its way? And he talked about size. He meant S-I-Z-E, the capacity of a person's soul, he would say. The range and depth of love, the capacity for relationships. The volume of life you can take into your being and still maintain integrity and individuality. The intensity and variety of outlook, he said. You can entertain the unity of your being without feeling defensive or insecure. I mean, he said, the strength of your spirit to encourage others to become freer in their development, in their diversity, and their uniqueness. He said, I mean the power of more complex and enriching tensions. I mean the magnanimity of concern to provide conditions that enable others to increase in stature. How shall we respond to this vision, this scope, this grandeur of our capacity in life, encompassed and held by all that is? Martin Buber, who is one of the sources for the Zuzia story, is inviting us to see the world not as an other, not as an object, but as a subject to be deeply invested and within and incarnate in this moment, to grow dimensionally, to grow in all ways. This isn't for, I don't offer this to say that, that you know, one should feel shame or guilt for not getting it done yet, for not starting perhaps, 
for letting something fall by the wayside. I mean, Anne Lamott was warning us, like, I don't want you to wake up and feel that way. But we can always launch now. We can start now. I want to close, as we're talking about shoot for the moon, I have to close with pointing out a little cosmic wonder that we've just been experiencing in our science these days. I'm offered the good news that the James Webb Telescope from NASA just completed its final major step of deployment where this last mirror wing of the telescope unfolded into space in its final configuration. And this telescope, which is part of international partnership of European and Canadian agencies, it launched on Christmas Day and is the most powerful telescope ever launched into space. And there were no cameras to watch this unfolding, but NASA could document and show the world what was supposed to happen and report that it actually did. This telescope is going to show us what the universe looked like as a baby, as a teeny weeny universe starting. Bill Oakes, the project manager, said, it represents a journey for the machine and for all of us. But he also said, just because it worked and we made it look easy, doesn't mean it was easy. It's not going to be easy, this unfolding. If these engineers can create a little origami structure of a wonderful telescope, send it into space, and make it open as planned, imagine, imagine what the origami of your soul is starting from and can go out into. This is what we can do together, is to be finding and discovering and unfolding into the complexities of our lives. What, what would you like to unfold in you or in us? I look forward to discovering it together. Amen. <laughs>